Namaskaram everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very dear guest. We have Robert Anna with us. Robert Anna, Namaskaram and welcome to the podcast. Namaskaram. Thank you for having me. Yes, Anna. Thank you for joining us. So we'll directly go into the session and uh, please Anna, could you tell me as well as the audience about yourself so that we get to know a bit about you? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Namaskaram everyone. Um, so my name is Robert. I live in Toronto. I'm 21 years old. and um yeah i grew up same house my whole life playing with my friends on the street we used to play a lot of video games back in the day and um i grew up pretty much yeah just always playing video games which video games <laughs> mario um, <laughs> dragon ball z <laughs> okay um, and then later on um like league of legends i don't know have you no. heard of that game no 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 indians no. only we have heard of mario and all that stuff okay, i think okay. Mar- <laughs> I, i played mario as well okay okay <laughs> um league of legends yeah i used to i used to play a lot though like when i when i was playing that game league of legends i would play like anywhere from 5 to 6 7 hours per day oh, oh okay proper gamer <laughs> yeah i would just I don't know. I I I was the type of kid in school that I um I would get bullied kind of like for like what I would wear, like the shoes I would wear and everything. So like I went into a period of my life where I would always try to fit in. So I would always buy like um clothes that the rappers were wearing and like Dre he has the OVO XO brand and I would I would buy mm. sweaters and hats and um Jordans, the different shoes mm. and I'd wear these shoes not because I liked them but because I wanted to wanted to fit in with everybody else um and this kind of this happened even to a further extent like I would buy really expensive designer stuff which was like way out of my price bracket I put myself into lots of debt I'm doing that so I would buy like literally shoes that were like a thousand dollars that I couldn't I couldn't afford quite frankly like I was just using I was borrowing money and then buying it oh. and that's kind of like where I was at prior to the programs and um I wasn't happy I wasn't I wasn't feeling fulfilled I felt like there was something missing um I could enjoy little things like I could I could enjoy hanging out with my friends and different things like that but um I remember back when I was I think it was 16 I had this thought and this thought was where did where did I come from like where did where did this all start and I remember thinking okay like some people say god and then I was like okay well, but like who like where did god come from who made god like what's what's before that yeah. and then the other thing was what's the like the other sorry the other approach would be that the universe like the big bang all that stuff but I was even with that i was like okay what happened before the big bang like what where i don't get it like please somebody give me an answer like, i don't i don't understand and i would ask my parents i would ask like friends everybody just didn't know how to give me an answer like he gave me an answer but it just wasn't the answer i was looking for i was like no that doesn't make sense like that's not <laughs> you're avoiding my question you're not answering the question fully and and, and nobody could like i i did many things like i I went to church um I just did different modalities within spirituality and like um such as like Wim Hof okay um I was um I was following Muji Baba for a little bit okay. and um a couple other people there was like David Spiro okay. um 
another man named Ramaji, he would do these transmissions called Rasa. Okay. And um, it would be kind of like a Shakti Pat type of transmission. Mm-hmm. And he would do it over video. And I was doing that for a little while. Um, how did, how, were, how were those for you? Like, did you gain something from them? Hmm. Well, actually, yeah. So this is interesting. It's interesting that you brought that up because I was doing these transmissions um, and it was invented by this man named Ramaji, but he trained other people to do these transmissions. Okay. And there was this one, um, there was this one man named Osser and he, uh, he was training with somebody named Grandmaster Duai mm-hmm. and um, they were teaching this Kriya called uh, Celestial Kriya Yoga, which is like the first Kriya that I ever learned. This was before inner engineering or anything. It was, it was something that I learned then. Um, and it was over video. Everything was like, it was interesting. It, in my experience, it really didn't do much because I wasn't very dedicated. However, um, I don't know. It was just interesting, okay. I could say. Okay. Like, I don't think it really brought any transformation. It was more so just like a, it was something that, um, <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Yeah, okay. It was, it was really, yeah, it was strange. Okay. What about Wim Hof? I've heard of Wim Hof from some of my friends and let's say some, some kind of breathing technique, right? Some... Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like um, it's similar for anybody who's taking the uh, inner engineering program. Um, it's similar to Viparata Swasa, but it's with your mouth open. So it's like you're just kind of some people call it breath of fire. You're you're doing that inhalation technique, and um, it was it was uh, it was quite powerful actually. When I was first doing it, I would I would get into different states of um, kind of feeling like almost like I was like losing sense of my body almost, and and different kind of um, interesting experiences but but again no no real like answer to my question and no like transformation mm-hmm. and um it was interesting because i was in a discord that was for spirituality and when um when i was in this discord they would just show different uh, different spiritual leaders and such and and then they showed um the picture of the dhyanalinga I was like, okay, like this looks really interesting. Like, I don't want to visit this. I want to go see what this is. <laughs> and also, Linga Bhairavi as well. I was just, I was very fascinated with the concept of um, the fact that someone was able to make a live energy form. Like, the fact that it's like you go there and it's like sitting in front of a guru or, or sitting in front of Shiva, as they say. And um, yeah, within within a couple of weeks, I had a ticket booked to India. Oh, okay. Uh, to Coimbatore and I no like I wasn't initiated at this point I just like I just wanted to see the Janalinga I didn't even know about inner engineering nothing like that um so I went and then I remember sitting in the Janalinga and within five minutes of sitting in the in the Janalinga I just had a huge insight about my life about like different um different relationships that I needed to heal different friends that I needed to kind of um, mend friendships with and it, I don't know it was just really powerful just sitting in that space for a couple minutes and and I walked into the sphere of Lingabhairavi as well and, it, and nothing nothing really happened I did like the Abhishekam and everything I, I did all the rituals that were like involved and none of them really um, resonated with me I didn't feel anything it was more so the Dhyanalinga and then um Essentially, I went back. To, I was in, staying in a hotel. Okay. So what happened was, I when I went to the hotel, I went back and I really wanted to see Sadhguru. Okay. And I remember just like having dreams about him and like really like I'm like, I want to meet him so badly. <laughs> and then I went on my phone and I went on my email mm-hmm. 
and I check my email and it says Sadhguru is coming to Toronto in March on March 24th, which is funny because that's that's actually today. That's the day that we're report, reporting. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and it, it was crazy because it, I was in I was there right after Mahashivaratri, so it was like February something, and I think I came back like just at the beginning of March as well. So I'm like, wow, this is like. This is literally perfect. Like this is surreal, and, and like that that second that I saw the email, I signed up for it. I'm like, okay, I have to go. I have to go see Sadhguru. Um, so I signed up. Basically, I have I have benefits at work, which was really nice. So I was I, I was like, okay, I'm buying front front row seats. Like I don't care what the price is. I'm just gonna buy. It. I need to sit as close to Sadhguru as possible. <laughs> so I I booked I booked the ticket and I went back and. Yeah, two years ago today, I, I walked into the Mystic Eye, and I remember just, I don't know, being greeted by all the volunteers. They all had their namaskaram, and it was just such a welcoming space. I brought a friend with me as well, and um, and then, yeah, Sadhguru came out, and he gave his talk, and I remember I was just like, it was almost surreal. I was like, oh my God, wow, like, this is, this is, <laughs> this is Sadhguru, he's, he's right here. <laughs> And he would, he would, um, when he was talking, it was, it was, it was crazy. Cause like, I don't know. I personally felt, I felt like he was like speaking directly to me. Like I felt like, like there was 6,000 people there at the event, but there were certain times where it's like he was making eye contact and he would say one thing mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, why did he make eye contact with me when he said that very thing? Like there must be something to this. Like, I feel like it felt like he knew, he knew he knew what to say towards me or like he knew everything about me in some way. That's kind of like the, the gist that I felt. And, um, and one of the things that he said to me was come to the ashram for three months for guaranteed self transformation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, the, the event finished, whatever that like we did, uh, Isha Kriya it was really, really powerful as well. I felt a lot of like, um, my experience with that was like, I, I remember my body kind of just like going into full vibrations, like my, everything was just buzzing in my legs and in my body and it was just it was so cool i i I had a good time there um and (laughs) basically yeah i i I went back home some time passed and then um so that was march 24th 2018 and then june 1st uh 2018 i was in india um doing part-time volunteering or sorry yeah part-time volunteering uh for three months so i took the call that said guru said because it it just it felt like it was just ringing to me i was like oh my god i have to go i have to go i have to go i have to go like there's i can't not go at this point um so yeah i I went and um and then i remember the first thing that i did there was i volunteered at the the davy temple and i just i don't know i didn't feel much i was just there and and then one one day i was um for those of you have, who have visited um, Coimbatore or have been in the Devi Temple, they have, you you go around the inner sanctum, um, you can take the Arti from Devi, and then you go and you take the jasmine flower and the, and the neem. And essentially I was there handing out the neem and the, the jasmine flower. And I remember there was one other Akka beside me. Mm-hmm. And then I just like almost forgot where I was. Like I locked eyes with Devi. Okay. And it just, <laughs> I 
<laughs> it's all history. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like we locked, like we locked eyes, and it was just like I, I, I was just kind of like in a trance for some time. For I don't know how much time, and then I didn't realize that I was like stuck like that. And then the Akka beside me, she said, she's like, if you want to sit down with Davy, you can sit down with Davy. And then for me, this was just like so surreal because like I didn't understand anything about the the energy forms really at that time. Like I was, I, I still don't. I'm still learning every single day, but like it was just it was so surreal and um i could say since then i think davy has been with me probably even the first time that i entered the, the inner sanctum because like i don't know it was just she i just resonated a lot with her and um and then yeah fast forward i did davy seva um oh. i did linga seva when i was there as well davy seva was really intense because um it just i felt like um davy was like shaking me viciously like it's like i had all these defenses and all these guards and stuff and it felt like she was just like she had me by my shirt and she was just shaking me and she's like 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 breaking all my resistances and and like yeah for like i i wouldn't cry before that but then like i would just you know what i mean like as a as a male yeah growing up in society yeah it's always like you're not allowed to cry you're not allowed to feel and and I'm sure you've probably experienced that as well. But when I when I met Davy, then all of a sudden tears started to come, and I was like, okay, like this is it's okay to it's okay to feel, and it's okay to um, to allow myself to to do that. And basically, fast forward, I did um, Linga Seva as well. Linga Seva was also a very beautiful experience. I would recommend anybody who's at the ashram to try either Devi Seva or Linga Seva if you have that period of time. It's it's um it's very cool. Uh, cool is not the right word, but <laughs> can you talk about what uh, Devi and Linga Seva is a bit, bit for the listeners who don't know what exactly it is? Sure. Yeah. 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 Um. So Devi Seva is, I believe, it's eighteen days and. It starts with a three-day silence. So you do three days of silence. You're not allowed to speak to anybody. You're not allowed to look to anybody, look at anybody. And you have a specific schedule that you're doing. Um, and you're not even allowed to use your phone. You have to buy it. You purchase a watch. Or if you have a watch, then you use the watch. But if you don't have one, you purchase one. And even the alarm in the morning should be going off on your watch. And then you do everything. So you, you wake up. You go um, to the Tita Kund. You go to the Surya Kund. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's it's um, it's like an energized body of water that you go into, and um, with different lingas, three different lingas inside, or three of the same lingas inside. But um, essentially, yeah, you go in there, and then you do a few other things, and basically your whole day is planned out. And then after that, after the three days of silence, then you're just in the Devi temple for the rest of the time, for the rest of the uh, fifteen days, and you're you're just intense volunteering. As soon as you wake up, you go there. As soon as you fall, like as soon as the night is done, you go to sleep, wake up next thing, and same same thing the next day. It's it's like over and over, um, but it's a very powerful process because you you you're just immersed. You're constantly going. It's like you um, it's something to be experienced. I don't think it's something that I could really explain fully in words, to yeah. be honest. Um, and the linga seva is kind of similar it's um it's one day of silence and then um i believe it's six days it's seven days total i think if, if my memory serves correct and then um <laughs> it's been a little a little while since i've been um 
but yeah, six days, and then even that one is more intense. You wake up four o'clock in the morning, you go into the Dhanalinga, and you're there with the uh, with the swamis, with the with the brahmacharyas, and it's that that was amazing. Like that was probably the best, the, my favorite part of the linga seva, just going in so early, and it's just it's just utter stillness. You're just sitting there, and there's just monks everywhere, and it's it's it was so surreal. It was it was great, and. Um, yeah, throughout the rest of the day, like, depending on when you do it, um, you might get to experience, like, an Amavasya and, or even a Purnami, like, different things happen. You get to take part in um, the uh, Nada Aradhana, which happens um, two times per day, and it's a sound offering, and, and you even get the opportunity to do the singing bowls and everything like that. Um, when I did it, we did it, um, it was Guru Purnama, actually, and... It was intense. There was like 15,000 people that showed up, I think, that day. And we were just like, we decorated the Dhyanalinga the night before. We like put up flowers. We put up different like leaves, banana leaves and everything. And it was like, it was a lot of fun, actually. It was like a very festive thing. And um, we had to like, basically, you could do like a milk offering or a water offering. And I think it's specifically milk. And we had to like make sure the jugs were constantly filled up. There'd be someone at the Dhyanalinga bringing all the empty jugs and running over to us. And then we would fill up these jugs and give them the, the full ones. And then it was just very high energy packed with people. And um, that was also the day that I purchased Davy. Um, so that was a really special day that I, I brought um, a Davy goodie home on that day. Okay. So it's definitely something that'll stick in my memory. So, so Devi Kudi, could you like a lot of people ask me about the Devi Kudi, but I don't know what to tell them about it. So, could you tell them mm. how it has been in your life and mm. what is the experience with Devi? So, why did you buy it actually? Like, could you tell the reason why you felt like buying the Devi Kudi? I think because of the connection that I felt when I was there prior to, um, prior to, to bringing Devi home. Like it was like I experienced um, I experienced I don't know something kind of surreal like I just like I felt like I was being protected and it felt like an essential thing to bring into my home to allow not only myself but anybody who enters the home to be in contact with that energy and um I had I, I had purchased Devi when it was Guru Purnima and then I stayed basically until August. So Guru Purnima was July thirty first and um I was I got to experience the Devi Guru for the whole month, like when I was there at the ashram and I remember it was just like whenever I was feeling sad or anything like that, it was like I would just I would sit with Devi and then everything would just get cleared up. Like I would I felt like I was like almost going through like a wave or like a like a roller coaster of some sort. It's like she was there to catch me when I was down and she was there to push me up when I was riding a high as well. And I, like, it was like every, every emotion, everything that I was experiencing, it felt like I was covered, like I was being guided by her. Um, and bringing her home as well has like definitely changed my life and like the space as well, because like, I remember just, this insight coming out of nowhere to paint my room and to decorate my room and to kind of make my room into a sadhana space. And after 
after some time it, it definitely has become that like i literally like i got i got rid of my bed i sleep on the floor ashram style like on <laughs> on some blankets and and then <laughs> i have literally one dresser in there and it's just for my clothes because there's nowhere else to put it in the home and then um I uh I painted the walls red. I got some some like I have like a sari hanging in front of Davy and stuff and like I I wanted to make it like as like close to the ashram as possible and and I could feel it. It's it's like the space is evolving in itself. Like as I do my sadhana in there and as I like add on different things, I always have different ideas. Like essentially like one wall is like um different memories, different pictures, different things, my personal things. Mm-hmm. Um, another wall is where the window is. The other wall is where I have Dhyanalinga uh, Yantra, Devi Gudi, and then I ended up doing the Nanmai Urbang ceremony as well. Um, and then the other wall is not complete, but I want to make it like a, a wishing wall. So I want to make it like a, where I write down things that I want to create in my life and manifest, and then I tape it onto the wall. Um, so it's like, like for instance, like I have a, a checkbook, and then I'll write down on the check like oh um this much to um like let's say if i want to go to kailash or something i'll write down like kailash five thousand, whatever it is whatever the price is put on my wall and even if it's not realistic right now it's like it just serves as like it's almost like um it's like a, a wishing a wishing wall that's the best way you can yeah. say it <laughs> i did check the wall mostly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um a cup of rickshaw <laughs> And um, yeah, yeah. No, what, what were you gonna say? No, no, you were saying something else. Um, I ended up taking a few programs. Oh, actually, sorry, I didn't even bring up my intervention. Yeah, I was actually thinking this is the first day someone hasn't bought up, but that's that's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say when you did inner engineering. I was like, you directly went into volunteering good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that comes before the um, before the volunteering. <laughs> funny enough, I um, so actually, yeah. So go back if we go back to the mystic eye when um, when I wanted to go for the three months. Essentially, like I realized, okay, I need to take inner engineering to volunteer. So like, I actually didn't take inner engineering because I I I wanted to take inner engineering or because I cared about the program. Like I I kind of just like it was like the only reason that I took the program was so that I could volunteer, mm. and like. I had no idea, no idea about the Shambhavi Kriya or anything like that. I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to volunteer and, and that's it. And like, um, when I learned the practice, I ended up, I, I did the mandala. Um, and I honestly, I didn't feel much. I really didn't feel much when I did it because I don't know if like, if it was just, something too different for me at the time or if I wasn't giving myself fully but I didn't really feel much and then um, if we go fast forward back to when I went to the ashram then I remember taking Shunya or sorry no I took Surya Surya Kriya here in Toronto and Surya Kriya did as well I didn't end up finishing my mandala for Surya Kriya Um, but I really, I liked it. It was hard, but I liked it. Like, I liked seeing the way that my body was, like, changing, the way that, like, my legs were getting more flexible. I was able to sit more comfortably and everything like that. Um, And then when I went to the ashram, I did Shunya about halfway. So I did it, I think, um, early, early July, I did it. And then um, Shunya was very intense. 
like the Shunya meditation, when I was learning the Shakti Chalana Kriya, which is basically within, for those of you that don't know, um, the Shunya program, it comes with the Shunya meditation, which is um, uh, basically a short meditation. Um, I don't really want to explain what it is yeah. because I feel like Sadhguru is the best to yeah. explain that. <laughs> um, but um, there's also the Kriya that you learn, which is uh, Shakti Chalana Kriya. And um, I struggled so much with this and I'm, I'm still every day it's, it's evolving because like I could not sit in the asana that was required yeah. for the Vajrasana. It was just so painful. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the most painful thing ever. And like I needed like a million pillows and it, it was it was a struggle to, to do it. There's a few, um, there's a few Isha meditators. Um, Nitesh Anna, um, he, he knows uh, if he hears this, he he can tell anybody who asks him. Um, it was funny. I had to. I literally needed a million things for me to actually sit in the asana and get the kriya done. <laughs> and still, it was painful after that. Um, but that might not be the case for everybody. That was just the the state that my body was in at the time. So, if anybody wants to take that program, don't be deterred by the words that I'm saying. Um, that's not necessarily an indication of how the program will be for you. That was just my experience. Um, but then, yeah, after doing that, then I did uh, BSP. And um, BSP is an experiential program. And BSP, I think, was the most profound thing for me. Because BSP was more of like, a, like I said, it's an experiential program. So it's not it's not like you're, you're sitting there learning a practice. There's different processes and different things that happen. And it was just like, it was one thing that I, I felt that I could really throw myself into. And um, one thing, if you're going to take Shunya, Mm-hmm. and bsp um do bsp like if you're going to take them back to back which is what i did i mm-hmm. took bsp three days after it, or like two days after i did shunya okay and um this was a mistake because shunya you learn the practice yeah. and then you have the mandala to do yeah and then if you go into bsp there's no way you're going to be able yeah. to do mandala. <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like immediately like i already kind of like i already messed up the mandala yeah and then, so like I wasn't I wasn't aware of it at the time. But anybody anybody who's planning on doing that, I'm not necessarily saying take BSP first. But if you're going to do them back to back, take BSP first because then you can actually do the mandala properly for the Shakti Chalana. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like the practices, like I was listening to your last podcast and um one thing i actually really wanted to speak on was like the practices and like what i've learned from from that and um i wasn't a consistent meditator like i wasn't somebody that like i didn't finish my shakti chalana um mandala and honestly i still i still haven't and it's been two years and i'm still like right now so basically for for the longest time i wasn't doing my kriyas and I was on and off and then I would just do like, you know, for a couple of weeks I would do it and then I would stop for like a month or two and then like, like do it again for a little bit and then stop. And then as time has progressed, slowly it's been coming more and more intense because like my experience has been like always the Kriyas have been in my mind. Even when I wasn't doing the Kriyas, I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> I should do the Kriya. Like, but then I would have so much resistance and I would just kind of like get lazy and not be willing and I would just be like, okay, no, I'm not doing it. And then, but I would, I would be so angry that I wasn't doing it when I wasn't doing it. And then like slowly it came to a point 
where I started to realize, like, if I'm not doing my Kriya, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling happy because I'm not doing it. Not because, like, I need to do it to feel happy, but because, like, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just feeling resistance. But I'm giving into the resistance instead of just doing it. Um, and then, I don't know, now it's kind of shifting into something different. Like, I'm starting to see that, like, like always I'm going to be experiencing whatever I'm experiencing. So, like, if my emotion is, like, sweet, then it's great. Then I do my Kriya, it's no problem. But if I'm experiencing... Um, a really intense emotion like sadness or anger or um, anything that's like kind of making me feel like, okay, no, I don't want to do this career right now. Like I realized that's the best time to do the career. Mm-hmm. And if you commit to doing the career, regardless of what your state is, then everything will pass that is in your experience. That isn't sweet. So like, if I'm feeling sad, like if I, so if I, if I give you a solid example on Mahashivaratri, we did celebrations in Toronto. Oh, okay. And I remember, um, I, I was doing my sadhana. I did it in, um, I did it in the morning and then we went to the venue. I did it at the venue at about like 8 PM. And then we did, uh, the meditation at 3:40 at the, um, uh, Mahurta. And then after that, I went to go do my sadhana again. And I remember sitting in the room at that time, 3.40, and I was, like, feeling so low. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm here doing this, these practices. Like, I don't even feel anything from these practices. What am I doing with my life? I'm, like, all these doubts started to come in my mind. And, and one thing that I've been facing for a long time is, like, oh, is this a cult? Is this this? Is this that? Like, feeling every sort of resistance towards Sadhguru being like, is Sadhguru real? Is this, like, am I just, like, am I just wasting money? Is this, like, every every doubt that there was to have has come to my mind. And um, that night specifically, I remember just feeling feeling all those things come up. But then, like, a thought also came, and I'm like, wait, just, like, it doesn't matter what you feel. Just do the Kriya. Like, if if... If this is what Sadhguru says it is, if these are such powerful tools, then just do the Kriya and see what it does. If I stop doing the Kriya every two weeks, if I stop doing it every week, then I'm never going to know what the Kriya actually does. And, like, that was huge for me because I'm like, okay, let me just do the Kriya. Like, whatever comes up, whatever it is, let me just keep going forward and keep the sadhana on and let me see what it does for me and let me see what happens. And... <laughs> the sadhana is going pretty strong right now. It's going well. It's going better than it's ever been. But it's only because of like that that commitment to like I'm just so curious at this point. I'm like, okay, what? It's been so long, and I'm I haven't given myself to it. So let me just give myself to it and see what happens. Like either like either it's it works or it doesn't. And like I'll only know if I give myself to it. That's great. That's great, Anna. Like, uh-huh. like I don't have any more questions actually. <laughs> like to ask you said everything. Like, it's it's been really awesome. Like you took you took me through the journey. Like you had, I could actually pictureize it. <laughs> That's great. I think uh, you are the one person like who who went to the ashram even before like inner engineering. Like I also went like that. Like most people I know, they did inner engineering and then they went to the ashram. Like yeah, even yeah. I even I didn't know there was a program like this. <laughs> and, yeah. No. And and honestly, like, I didn't I didn't value the kriya until much 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 later. I was just like, like I said before, it was just for the intention of volunteering. And then, 
only now am I like, okay, this is what the Shambhavi is starting to do for me. Maybe it's, I'm still open to, like, I, when I say I have no idea what the Kriyas do, like, I'm just doing it and I'm like seeing how I feel every day because I have no idea, I literally have no idea what it does. I have no idea what all this, a lot of the stuff said Guru talks about. Like, I, I listen to him and I trust him and stuff, but it's like, a lot of it is not in my experience. So I'm just like, kind of just open to like, okay, let me see what happens if I do this. And if I get all these things that he's talking, and like not get all these things, but if I experience like all this stuff, then like, that's great. Like that's what, that's what I want. So I don't know. So how do, how can the listeners reach out to you? Do you have an Instagram or something which I can put in the description or something? Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah. So my, my Instagram is robert.talarico. Um, the spelling will be in the description and um, I also have another Instagram called innate wellbeing and um, it's innatewellbeing.ca actually that's the handle for Instagram and you can see it on the um, on the link on my bio as well and um, what is it about yeah what is it about that specific Instagram channel it's so innate wellbeing is essentially it's a coaching platform and what it is is it's essentially my expression of of my journey and the truth that is within me that i also see within other people so the title specifically innate well-being it, it just means that like everything you need to come out of these experiences these negative feelings anything that you're experiencing that you're not enjoying like it's it's all within you so it's like i i have these kriyas from Sadhguru, whatever any 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 sort of thing i do coaching as well and different techniques and stuff but like at the end of the day it's like there's this intelligence this the chitta inside of my body that is doing all these repairs and all this different maintenance and whatever it needs to do yeah. and like it's it's like it's innate it's it's there it's within me it's like i don't have to do anything for it to happen all i have to do is get out of its way and allow it to happen and like when there's less of me when i'm when i'm able to disappear from the equation for a period of time then that's when it's most active and that's mm. when i see it doing its thing and that's when like that's when the real magic starts to happen <laughs> and uh yeah essentially that that platform is me exploring that within myself, but also exploring that for the sake of showing everybody else that it's possible with them within them as well. It's not just it's not just me or another person or this person or that person, Sadhguru, whoever. It's it, every single human is capable of this. Okay. Anything in the end that you would like to tell everyone, listeners, to me, to anyone who is listening? Um, yeah, I just want to say, if you see me, say namaskaram. <laughs> I'll definitely, <laughs> definitely say hello. Um, I'll be at the ashram in the future for sure. Whether um, it's Triple uh, I or or uh, or Kumbhakar. Uh, yes. Your friend Abhishekanna is right now at the ashram. Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there? You guys have a YouTube video, right? Like I, we do, yeah. We yeah, do. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. I'll link it in the description <laughs> so that you guys can see it. So I'll try to put it out here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
So yeah, so thank you very much, Anna, for coming on the show. It's it's really a privilege for me. Thank you for sharing. Even I, it, now I know that even if I am not feeling well, I need to do my practices also. Like mm. the same doubts creep up within me also. <laughs> so thank you Probably. for that insight. And uh, to all the listeners, if you want to come as a guest on my show, please DM me so that I can make more content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you very much, Anna. Thank you. No problem. Okay. Namaskaram. Namaskaram. Okay.